Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What up, Ravens flock? A new episode with DeKay Gowie and Kamar Aiken. We talk around the NFL, trade deadline, Julio Jones, Will Fuller, Zach Ertz, Dez making one-handed catches in practice, and it's freaking rivalry week, baby. Ravens versus Steelers, 6-0 Steelers, 5-1 Ravens. Let's get this dub, fam. Let's get it. What did it mean when the Ravens told you, we want you as a quarterback? I told them they're going to get everything about him. He's going to win the Super Bowl. Definitely. Ain't this what they've been waiting for? You ready? Uh. Uh. I used to pray for times like this, to rhyme like this, so I had to grind like that, to shine like this, in a matter of time I spent on some life. Oh, shit. Oh, in the back of the oh, petty comes like on with Nightmares come true. It was time to marry the game, and I said, Yeah, I do. If you want it, you got to see it. Six. With a clear view. Trying to go long first, sure and the pass is intercepted. What up, Ravens Flock? We're back. Another episode. I hope you guys like the new drop time on Fridays. Get us ready for the weekend. It is Steeler Week. I'm your host, Jack Settlement. My co host, Kamar Aiken, former Ravens wideout, and a kid, Gowie. And if you guys listen to the pod, tweet us at Twitter. Tweet us at Twitter. Yeah, that makes sense. Shoot us some tweets about the pod. <laughs> Say what up. We'll uh, we'll hit you back. But let's kick it off before we get to Steeler Week around the NFL. Trade deadline is about four or five days away. It's on November 3rd, which apparently there's another big event on Tuesday. I don't know. Some people have been talking about it, the election or something. But uh, a little trade deadline talk. A few names that have been thrown around. Julio Jones says he's committed to the Falcons, which to me didn't really sound like he's like, yeah, I'm committed to the Falcons. But in my opinion, they should trade him. They're a tanking team. He's getting older. He's still an incredible player. But why would you need a Julio Jones type? Um, Obviously, Ravens fans want him. An interesting name that hit the market, though, Will Fuller. Will Fuller, rumored to go potentially to the Packers. But, I mean, Kumar, this is a stud wide receiver that if he's healthy, he's honestly one of the top guys in the league what do you think about will fuller i think if uh aaron Rodgers is able to get him and got a guy like speed like that and, and can stress this stretch the field take off some uh double teams off of um uh their main guy at number one uh, i think it would be beneficial for them um I, and he can go it's just a bad situation i hate that that he's uh that Watson is even going through what he's going through where they are. And yeah. now he's about to lose guys as well. So it's like, it's like, it's a bad situation for him, but um, yeah, for, for Will, uh, I think if he goes to green Bay, that'd be a great situation for him. That'd be amazing. And Gowie, another big name that even was rumored to the Ravens for a bit, Zach Ertz. And, you know, some pass catching tight ends have been rumored to the Ravens. Do you think the Ravens, I mean, we talked about last episode or two episodes ago that Boyle has been big in, in moments when maybe Andrews mm-hmm. is struggling. Do you think the Ravens need to replace essentially Hayden Hurst, who they let walk in the offseason? Um, in my personal opinion, I don't think you need to replace Hayden Hurst at this very moment. Uh, I think that Mark Andrews is a very reliable tight end. Uh, and like I said, Nick Boyle doesn't get enough praise for what he does bring to the team when Mark Andrews isn't stepping up the way that we would like. Um, but, you know, it's never a bad thing to get that extra help. To me, it comes down to what's the price tag for it. 
So how much are you willing to give up to get a Zach Ertz? If it costs us, you know, a potential offensive lineman in the future or a potential DB that can help replace somebody that may go down, um, you know, you got to kind of keep that money in your back pocket for, you know, the real needs. No doubt. And Kumar, uh, like Ali just mentioned, price tag is always big. Carlos Dunlap, been in the AFC North for years, probably a decade at this point. Um, And it's like his price tag, of course, he was asking out, so the Bengals didn't have a ton of leverage, which I'm not sure if you've seen similar stuff around the league before while you were in the league. Like, if you're a contending team, why not take chances? Seventh-round pick and a a fourth-string linebacker. Um, But have you seen stuff like Dunlap before that they kind of forced themselves out? Uh, as, as far as the guys forcing themselves out? Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. Um, <laughs> 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 I can definitely say I, I've seen that. I've seen it in Baltimore, I feel like. When we traded um, or it, it was kind of right. one of those situations where he wanted to, he wanted to go and, and they didn't want him. So it was like a mutual uh, respect. But it was kind of him right. put, forcing the issue at the same time of like, get me out of here. So yeah, I, I, I'm yeah. not surprised it happens um, more often than you, than you, you probably know. Um, so yeah. yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is most of that stuff probably happens internally. The agent, you know, calls up the GM, hey, we kind of want to get out of this situation. So I thought it was, you know, it's always sucky, but it's not surprising for a Bengals organization. Or sometimes that player, you just kind of sense his energy and you kind of say, all right, like, I'm ready to go. Get me up out of here. Exactly. Yeah. All right, let's talk Ravens. Des Bryant in practice makes a one-handed catch. I start thinking, okay, we got the best receiver in the league on our practice <laughs> squad. I'm just thoughts going through my head. Um, but the funniest part is we discussed that this is a low-risk, potentially high-reward situation bringing Des in. It, it can only help the team because they didn't pay him a lot. They didn't give up a lot for him. But I don't think like when I really thought through Des Bryant coming to the Ravens, it was ever the possibility that – Maybe he could be like our number one wide receiver and could return to form. It would take a long shot, but the guy is younger than Antonio Brown, and people think AB is going to have an instant impact in Tampa. So, Kamar, two years out, off an Achilles, like what set the realistic expectations and then like make me happy with maybe a little unrealistic expectations? Uh, AB is a different breed. AB left the league as a top receiver before he got in trouble. So AB is in a different category. AB can still Mm. come back today and say, hey, I'm still that guy. I just got in trouble and I haven't been. But when I've been here, I've still been that guy. For Des, I'm interested to see how healthy he is if he's in shape like that to be able to go out there and actually play a game to do a workout is one thing, but to go out there and actually play a game and then to perform is another thing. So I hope he gets the opportunity to be honest, um, to be their number one. I doubt it. Uh, <laughs> I think AB has a better chance of being a number one uh, than he does. And that's just personally. that's see, that's bold. And I'm gonna fight <laughs> you on this. We don't get in many fights, but that just, I mean, the only reason why I say that's bold is because Godwin and Evans, both pro bowlers, the the Ravens wide receiver room is wide open. Uh, that's his, that's his coach that he had in Pittsburgh, isn't it? Is what? That's his coach that he had in Pittsburgh. AB, right? Is it? That was his OC. Who, Aaron? Did he have him as OC? Oh, oh, did he? I didn't even know that. Oh. So that would make sense then. I don't know. Did he? What's their connection? Sure. I'm not sure. Do they have a connection? 
The only connection that Arians and AB had was Arians saying a few months ago that he's not bringing in AB. So I, I don't I don't know, but <laughs> no, okay. he does have a little man crush on Tom. So I mean, as most of the world does. But uh, Gally, what do you think, Des Bryant, like wide receiver number one for the Ravens? Um, I'm gonna have to agree with you, Jack, as far as uh, Des potentially having the. The better, I, I guess you could say the better opportunity to become the number one receiver solely based on because the Ravens wide receiver course is pretty much wide open. Like that window is open mm-hmm. for it does to walk right into it. Um, obviously, Hollywood, he's secure. Uh, Miles, we're not very sure how he is going to pan out. Um, so I guess his position is still up for grabs or whatever the case may be. And also to follow on what you said, you know, Godwin and Evans are pro bowl receivers and tom is playing lights out right now so i feel like ab is stepping in an amazing situation um i still feel like him and evan still got to work out some chemistry things i feel like they haven't really been on the same page as they would like to so could he potentially take evan's spot or you know move up to where you know godwin will become the number one and he become the number two that's another discussion but Ultimately, I feel like the the Bucks aren't going to hurt what they have, and honestly, I think AB is going to be even scarier in the slot. Yeah, I was actually playing Madden today, and I looked at the lineup, and they're in the shotgun. You got Tom Brady, Fournette standing next to him. You got Gronk <laughs> on the on the end, and you got AB Godwin and Mike Evans. And people are talking about this team like they don't have the best quarterback of all time back there. Like it's that team, and the best thing about them might be their defense. So. We're not going to make this a Bucks podcast, but uh, <laughs> that's exciting if you're if you are a Bucks fan. Uh, weird thing, then we'll move on to the Steelers. Hollywood posted on his Instagram story um, the other night that he's off social media for the rest of the season. Which you know he's a young guy, and building your social media brand is actually pretty important. You make a lot of money off the field that way. But I found it weird for a guy who had been active on social media. Kumar, when you were in the league, what was the stage of social media? And then do you think about Hollywood's decision to do that any more than maybe a personal decision? Um, well, when I was in the league, it wasn't it was big like that, but it wasn't as big as, as guys are now. Like guys come literally right after the gaming and come in there and they write on, you know, live or something like that. So it wasn't yeah. to that it wasn't to that extent. Um but it was pretty close. So, but but I've seen guys like midseason um, just say, "Hey, I, I'm gonna get off social media," whether it was personally or maybe a coach told them, "Hey, you need to stay off social media," or maybe they got into it with somebody on social media, and the PR, uh, the you know the media department came in and, and told them, you know, ease back a little bit. So it, it's a little bit in the air. It's just you would have to know him personally to know why he chose to do it. Um, I'm sure the other guys are not. Uh, I know uh, Mar- uh, Marlon is a big guy. That's a uh, yeah. on social media i don't think he's gonna be a guy that just you know what i'm saying no matter how serious the season gets he's just a social media i'm gonna be on social media so it's, it's, it's just a, a per guy type thing yeah gally what'd you think of that and i don't know if you saw that no i actually didn't see that but you know when you mention it i feel like it's probably just a distraction type thing maybe hollywood just was consuming too much social media uh you know me being a content creator myself it's very easy to get lost on the internet and just let time flies when you're on the internet i don't know if anybody else looks at their phone and next thing you know it goes from 12 o'clock to four and you're like damn like i really spent the day on social media so it could have just been one of those situations for hollywood and he kind of just want to cleanse his mind lock in and really 
focused on playing because I don't think, you know, as a whole, the Ravens are content with how they've been playing. I mean, they've been vocal about that. They've been talking about how they want to get better. And they even took the bye week to actually train and mm-hmm. uh, be prepared for this following week. So I think it's one of those things where you just want to lock in and block all the distractions. So, sort of like when LeBron goes uh, oh, zero dark. Oh, here we go with LeBron. <laughs> LeBron off my Ravens podcast. Hey, look, man, <laughs> zero fan. dark 30. Sometimes you got to cut social media word out and just, you know, play your game. Not, All right. not That's MJ. a good transition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Good transition into Steeler Week. It's the biggest game of the year, even bigger than the Chiefs game, because you've got, I mean, this is the most wins, not most wins, the highest winning percentage when the, these two teams have ever faced off. Ravens 5-1, Steelers undefeated 6-0. and Kamar, I'm not even going to set this up, so just let us know. T- tell us about Steeler Week in the organization, around the organization, on the field, you know, what's hey, going through these guys' mind? Is it as exciting as we build it up to be? Uh, no, it, or is it just another week? No, it is. But I, I hate that this year that the fans are not, because that, that's what really makes it a little more of the, the yeah. rival. But, um, yes, you definitely can sense it in the building. It's, it's definitely, like, the whole town is talking about it. Y- y- y'all know that. Um Mm-hmm. But as far as like with the team, I, I know they do show uh, before the game, they show a clip of all the meetings prior leading up to whatever date of this game. So you'll see all the previous years of all the battles. and So it's kind of cool to see them build it up and then they kind of build it up. So, okay, now you understand what the rivalry is. Now let's go out there and do what we're supposed to do. So that, that, that's a little insight of what they usually do. Um, I'm pretty sure they're still doing it because my whole time there, that's all we did. I seen the same video the year before when we beat them, um, the previous game to that. So it, it, it's the same thing. But it is rivalry week. I would I would love that the fans would be there because that's what makes it just a lot more. Just uh, you know the intense rivalry, just the fans talking talking crazy, a little a little reckless sometimes. But it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> where where do you find the fans have been crazier talking more you know out of pocket than maybe normal in Pittsburgh or at home? Um, people say um, Baltimore's fans are a little, but I didn't get that in Baltimore. Even when I came there, when I was with Indy, we didn't I, we didn't really get that. Now I would say Pittsburgh fans, they, they, they're terrible. Like they had the kids sticking their middle fingers at us. <laughs> so, <laughs> that ugly so I, ass yellow towel waving that around. That towel, man, it's crazy. But I, I would say definitely Pittsburgh because they, they are going to say a little more of the outrageous things. And, and you know what I mean? It, it's, it's a real hate. Yeah. Yeah. Gowie, uh, I mean, you know, Steeler Week is a fan, obviously. But I think yeah. one of the things I want to talk about with you is normally like fans or no fans this is going to be the most physical rivalry like for the past decade for the past two decades that's what it would be now you know they both teams have a great defense but it doesn't feel like ray lewis it doesn't feel like james harris it doesn't feel like palomalo reed the big hitters the big names um maybe guys who fly under the radar play a little finesse ball like marcus peters I mean, he, I think he has two career tackles for the Ravens. Uh, our, cor- <laughs> our corners used to hit, and they used to hit big. So what do you think? Like, do you think we see a flash to the past, maybe a lower-scoring game, a physical game in such a big game? I definitely do think that we see a defensive game uh, coming up. 
obviously the defenses are still the bread and butter for the teams as far as like what stands out the most and who's going to be most impactful uh so i i still see that um but i definitely get what you're saying as far as like the finesse players like marcus peters he's not really trying to get dirty he's just trying to get the interception yeah. so i can i can respect that <laughs> it's, it's all a part of his game that's what makes him great um but yeah there are some guys you know that are the heavy hitters i mean you have marlon humphrey you have deshaun elliott who's going to come up mm-hmm. come behind the line and, and get you so uh, i still think we still have some of that dna on the team um so I'm interested to see how it plays out, but I still feel like this still has that grittiness, uh, big hits, going to be some guys shaking up type of play. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, so 6-0 Steelers, Ravens 5-1. and We're still undefeated in division, as are the Steelers. Do you guys think win or lose that this will really swing the division? Or, you know, in a few weeks we look back and we're like, you know, that was a big week eight game, but there's still half the season to go. Kamar, what do you think? Um, I think you want to win it, but um, I think their next meeting would be the more important meeting, to be honest. I think they're both, no matter who loses, I think they're both going to finish out pretty strong. So their last meeting is going to probably determine who wins the the AFC. So, or the AFC. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. And Gally, I mean, we got them twice last year. Uh, it's tough to imagine we could get him twice again. So to that point, you know, if you get him the first time, the second time is going to be even harder. Gal, you done, think, uh, <laughs> yeah, it has been done. Yeah. It has been done. What do you think? Yeah. Um, I think the good thing with them is that we see them again not too long later. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's been times where we played them literally the last game of the season and then it's make or break, like win or go home. Yeah. So you don't want to find yourself in those type of situations. So I still think that the window is open and we still have like the Bengals after uh, the Steelers. So I think depending on how things play out, there's still an opportunity to where we may be in the clear depending on, you know, obviously you can't predict these type of things, but how things pan out. Yeah. So I don't know. Someone pointed this out to me and I thought it was hilarious, but the Ravens in November play like the Ravens hate schedule sandwiched by Pittsburgh. So the next five games, it's Pittsburgh rival Colts, who we always, I mean, the Baltimore Colts, Patriots, who was always the team that we would play. <laughs> Titans, who was the old-fashioned rival and took us down the playoff game. And then sandwiched with the Steelers. So if you're a Ravens fan and you're happy in the month of November, that means we won games because the opponents <laughs> you fly in, I mean, there's just in, ingrown hate in your body. Uh, X Factor for the game against the Steelers. Uh, Gowie, what do you think? Who would you start off with your X Factor? Hmm. I threw it. To, I threw it over to you because I don't know if Kamar and I had it ready to go. <laughs> nah, you're good. So, oh, here, he's ready. Kamar's ready. It's Steelers. Oh, okay. I, I, I like this matchup. <laughs> I was about to say. Uh, so here's the thing with me because I've noticed that when I pick an X factor, they're either an X factor in a good way right. or an X factor in a bad way. So it's like that's an the, X that factor person- though. That is the True. definition of an X factor. So, like, there's been times where I picked Mark Andrews and he, he didn't either show up or he showed up uh, the following week. So, I think this week the X factor for me will possibly be, uh, matter of fact, I'm going to go with the new guy. I, th- I think I'm going to give him, uh, I'm going to give him the, 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 the X factor title because I think Judon went on record and was like, 
it's a it's a show and prove type of league. Like some some people took it as oh he's mad that we signed him and different things like that. But the thing with Yannick is that yeah you you have a resume, but you got to come in and show us that you fit with the system. You can uh, step up to the plate and do what you need to do. So I feel like this is going to be a big statement game for him because number one, you're stepping in into the biggest rivalry in Ravens history. You're going against the guys that's pretty much us, but in yellow. Like it's it's, pra- it's practically you know the same guys. So if you're able to make a statement during this game, you'll win the fan base over, um, and you'll win your teammates over. So I feel like he has a huge role to to play in this week, and if he can pull it off, I like the chances. Kamara, who do you got? Do I got to pick one guy? You can pick. You can pick eight guys. I, you can pick. You I, I can wanna, pick a I whole go unit. To, I, <laughs> I want to go to a group. I want to look at the secondary this week, just because that group over there, receivers that they got, are a young group, and Big Ben is healthy. And we all know mm-hmm. what a healthy Big Ben and the numbers that Big Ben can do. So it's going to be important to see what Demarcus Peters does, because um, I feel like this week is not a week to be lazy, and and not to be on your, you know, what I'm saying on your point, because Big Ben is real good at 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 picking people that think right. that they know him. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And he's a gunslinger. So at the end of the day, it's either going to be a big day as far as it's going to be a lot of picks and a lot of uh, defensive uh, uh, plays in the secondary, or it's going to be a big day for Ben. So I want to see the secondary this week. I'm going to say that they, they, they're going to be the X factor, that group. Yeah, and I think both your X factors play off each other because you got to imagine with that great receiving core for the Steelers, you want to get after Ben with the four-man rush and drop that secondary. Uh, It's funny that you kind of spoke a lot about Peters because it's like it almost seems like it's going to be, is Ben going to beat Peters with his eyes for a deep touchdown or is Peters going to get Ben? And either one of those plays could swing the game. So I think you're spot on there. My X factor is lazy, it's boring, and people probably hate me for it. But it's Lamar Jackson, and it's as simple as that. <laughs> last year, last year, his one bad game, um, I wouldn't even count the playoff game as a truly bad game. His one bad game, he threw three picks in Pittsburgh. Marlon kind of bailed us out at the end with the punch fumble and then somehow ending up on top of it too. Uh, Lamar has said himself he's not happy. They took the bye week. They got with the wide receivers. Dez brings pressure into the building. Um, but this is Lamar's game to really like, I saw the numbers. Lamar Jackson has been playing as good as he did last year through six games. He's got to get back to that MVP level. If the Ravens want to be who the Ravens want to be. Um, and if he doesn't, there may be some panic buying at the deadline to cover up for, you know, some of the Ravens problems. But I think the roster on paper is as good as we need it to be. And you just need, you need number eight to be at his best. So I'm excited. I think Lamar's excited for the test. And if he has one of his trademark games, the Ravens bandwagon is going to be back. And next week's podcast is going to be a lot of fun. So uh, score predictions. Let's, let's predict it up. We've done this podcast for four or five weeks. We've never predicted the Ravens to lose. Ravens are favorites. I can't imagine we're going to make a Ravens prediction. Imagine doing like a, a, a Lions podcast. Like you got to be honest. The Lions aren't going to win every week, but it feels like the Ravens <laughs> could win every week. They're that good. Gally, what's your score prediction for Sunday's game? Um, I mean, you said it best. You said number eight, you know, number eight has to play the best, but we also have to protect number eight from number 90 yeah. because that boy TJ Watt is different. Um, He's a scary guy. Uh, he's one of those guys that you don't want to like because he's a stealer. But then at the same time, you watch him play and you're like, dang, like, he really, he really <laughs> liked it. So 
Um, I'm going with a close one. Like I said, a defensive matchup I think is going to be 23-20 the Ravens. Uh, <laughs> you know, I want to scare y'all. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it to the Ravens uh, because you know we got the bye week, we were able to rest. Ravens aren't satisfied with the way they've been playing, so they got together, probably wrinkled out the uh, the kinks and the uh, or ironed out the kinks in their uh, armor or whatever and. Basically, you know, get on the same page and come into this this week with, a, you know, trying to make a statement with a vengeance, all that other good stuff. Um, Steelers just came off that difficult game against the Titans. They barely squeezed it out. Big Ben threw like three interceptions. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they're a little bit more beat down than we are at this point. And I think that's what gives us the advantage this week. All right. Kumar, what do you got? I agree with him. I, I'm, I'm in a bind, too, because... <laughs> As good as Baltimore has looked and as good as they are playing right now, and, and yes, they're coming off a bye, Pittsburgh is looking looking good too. Like even though it was a close game, it was a it was a playoff win last week for, for them with Tennessee. That that was a that was a mm. big win. So for for me just knowing what that does to a team and the morale, and then you got a big game coming up and you already in a rhythm, some some sort of a rhythm already. Um, it, it, it's hard. So I'm going to say it's going to be close. I'm going to still go Baltimore because, you know, I'm, I'm going to Baltimore all day. But um, I'm going to say 20 right. to 17. Baltimore. Okay. You know, Kamar, it's a, it's a really good point, and it almost is a good test and a reminder of last year. Last year's playoff, Titans go into, into the Patriots, beat them in a playoff win, gritty game, low scoring. And then they come to Baltimore, Ravens off rest, who are good off rest. Harbaugh's a really good coach with the bye. But like you said, you're in that rhythm and you feel and it's not like this isn't a letdown game if you're Pittsburgh. There's no letdown for no. the Ravens. So uh it's a good point. It feels like a Justin Tucker. I'm going twenty four twenty three. I'm gonna put more pressure on Justin, but I think he'll come through at the end. Uh but we we all three know and everyone listening knows this game could swing either way. Um and I think, like we discussed, it's not necessarily the result that matters. It's what we watch on the field. Is Lamar going to yeah. show up? How, you know, how physical can the Ravens get? Um, is Yannick going to play a good game? Are the Steelers that good? So I'm more concerned with what we look like. Do we look like we can turn into a Super Bowl team? Or are they going to beat the piss out of us and we're going to be little <laughs> babies for the third straight year? So I'm excited. <laughs> Ravens, Fock, I know you guys are excited. Um, we'll, we'll be firing off some tweets during the game at each other when, uh, when Kamar and Gally's X-Factors go off. I picked yes, Lamar, so I'm sure, I'm sure he'll be active throughout the game. For sure. I got a quick question for Kamar. Yeah. Now, from a, from a player's perspective, does this rivalry hit different than other games? Like, is it more physical? Do the hits sting a little harder than the other ones? Or is it kind of overhyped from a fan perspective? I've always wanted to know this. No, it's not overhyped. It is going to be – they're going to hit you a little more harder. Uh, you're going to be a little more nasty. I actually love this game, to be honest. Out of any game that I ever played in my whole career, this was the game that I like. I, I like – I couldn't sleep the night before because I know what type of game it was. And it, it kind of felt like that high school rivalry type theme. You know right. what I mean? Take the politics out of it. It's just two teams just going at it. So uh, yeah. it, it is a little more rougher. I remember the, Steve got spared uh, one time we played them. Remember when he had the, yeah. the, he had mm-hmm. the fracture in his back? Like that, yeah. that was intentional because of that game and that, that, that rivalry. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that, that yeah. just goes Jeez. to show you how, how that game is and how them hits are. It's going to be a little more – 
twisting at the bottom of the pile, you know, the ankles and stuff like that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> that, 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 that's just All right, so Kamar, what's, that's just, that what's your favorite with. memory from uh, Pittsburgh Ravens? What's your favorite game or your best play? Um, I caught a touchdown, our sideline, bottom left from Joe, the year we beat him. And um, what year was that? It might have been 15. We swept them that year, I think, too. Um, That's got to feel good. Yeah, I, th- I yeah, think we know, swept he them. Had to throw, he had to throw that in there. We did sweep them. We beat them with Joe, and then we beat them with Ryan, with Mallet. Wow. At home. Wow. <laughs> Thinking back, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> the fact that we said the same thing, like, oh, wow. Yep, so. Um, I mean, wow. it's crazy because Joe was the quarterback for so long. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. So I, I, I would say that game there. Was a was a great right. memory. It was a good game too. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go look at uh, some clips of Kamar catching touchdowns on the Steelers to get ready Sunday yeah, morning. It'll be a lot of. I had a lot of catches versus Pittsburgh. I had some good games versus Pittsburgh. I, I'm telling you, I live for the Pittsburgh games. I love it. I love it. How could you not? How could you not? Ravens flock. Make sure you guys follow, subscribe. Make sure you follow Kamar and Dakid Gowie on Twitter and uh, get get active with us on Sunday. Good luck to the Ravens and everyone have a good weekend. Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.